Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 70 of my little gaming show where once a week I just have to talk about video games. I love them so much. Old games, new games, current games, it doesn't matter. Video games. I got list episodes. I do a versus series where I put up two topics or games and they battle it out for supremacy and I do a retro backlog where I go through and talk about old games I missed growing up and I see if they're still good today but today we're doing something a little bit different we're talking about the video game awards so I'm gonna go through most of the categories there's a handful of them I'm gonna skip because I don't really not engaged in that part of the community of gaming, but we're going to go through all the award nominations and the winners, and we'll just discuss all these amazing video games that came out during this insane year of video games, 2023. Definitely going to go down as one of the best years in gaming of all time. It was absolutely insane. So, before we get into the video game award talk, let's talk about what I have been up to over the last week or so, as I ask you, the listener, the viewer, what have you been up to over the last whatever amount of time? Christmas is on the way. What games are you getting ready for? What games did you ask for Santa to bring you this year? Let me know. What movies have you been diving into? It's December, so what's your favorite Christmas movie? How many Christmas movies have you watched? Do you hate Christmas movies? Let me know. And if there's any good TV shows out there that you're diving into... Hit me up, let me know what shows you're watching, of course, and I'll let you know what I've been up to over the last week or so. So, we got another Christmas movie for this week. This time it was my wife's turn, and with her first overall pick for her Christmas movie, it was The Grinch with Jim Carrey, baby. Not the not the cartoon, but the one with the with a little with Jim Carrey. Now I love Jim Carrey. I grew up on Jim Carrey, and I still love the guy. And The Grinch Stole Christmas, honestly, when that one came out, I skipped it completely. I was like, what the fuck? Like, my boy Jim Carrey, he's going to be in a Dr. Seuss thing. And, you know, I didn't like The Grinch because, well, when I was in, I think, grade four, I actually played The Grinch in my fucking Christmas play. And it was a disaster. An absolute disaster. I forgot my lines. The fucking green paint that they put on my face didn't come off for like four days. It was awful. So, don't really have a lot of love for the Grinch. Uh, Never watched the movie until I met my wife and she was like, this movie's unreal, how dare you? And I watched it and it's pretty fucking good. It's a good, it's a classic Jim Carrey movie, man. Like, he does a lot of the mannerisms that he always does in his movies, the fucking weird physical comedy and it's just a good quotable movie man I really enjoy it now it's it's one of my favorite uh Christmas movies nowadays but yeah man you can't go wrong with the Grinch steals Christmas or the Grinch stole Christmas whichever however it goes doesn't matter so that's the only movie we dived into this week it was a pretty heavy wrestling week for us here so we're watching a, a lot of wrestling but randomly I don't even know why my wife put this one on we were just having a discussion after work, and I, again, I have no reason why she put this one on, but she put on World War II from the front lines. We're kind of just scrolling through Netflix. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So she put it on, and I just crushed all six episodes. So I, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I, I like, I really enjoy my history. Uh, I really like 
just learning about anything and everything that went on before my days of existence. And yeah, I spend a lot of time on wars. It's There's a lot of history there. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot of stuff to go through. And I've done my fair share of watching numerous World War II documentaries, movies, you name it. And this one, again, just caught my freaking attention immediately. A very well done documentary filled with tons of footage uh, from the wars, all colorized, very, very interesting. Now, I understand that's not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, if you're looking for even more information on World War II, uh, World War II, it's called, what's it, From the Front Lines. That's what it's called. It's a six-part docu-series just going through the beginning to the end of the war. And yeah, man, it goes over a lot of the stuff. One thing that I kind of appreciated because I've seen so many World War II related topics, I was kind of not necessarily relieved, just a little bit surprised that they kind of just glossed over D-Day. So D-Day, uh, I mean, everyone knows about D-Day, the storming of Normandy, the beach, video games were made about it, tons of stuff. So, and they kind of just glossed over it. It was maybe five, not e maybe not even ten minutes spent on D-Day, which is fine with me because I know just about everything you can know about D-Day. So it was kind of nice that they were talking about other things. Now, don't get me wrong, war is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Absolutely understand that. But I'm I'm just interested in stuff that was going on before me. It's a complete mystery to me what was going on, and history is important. So I know I sound like a dork, but it is what it is. So if you like that kind of stuff, I would recommend... World War II from the front lines. Good-ass watch right there. And in terms of video games, we got, obviously, still going through Hogwarts. Enjoying that game very, very much so. I'm planning on doing my review for it soon. I'm about 25 hours into the game now, so not really sure if I'm getting very close to the end. I'm not rushing through it. I'm really just having a lot of fun with this one. Everything I'm kind of getting into, all the side stuff, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun talking about this game in depth. I cannot wait. Shouldn't be too much longer, but I, I have no idea. The, the time frame on how long it takes to beat this game is very all over the map, so I'm at 25 hours, so you can take it at that. Still playing through a little bit of Into the Breach. Still like that game. I haven't beaten it. Haven't been playing it as much this week, but... Yeah, it's, a, it's still a good, solid-ass fucking strategy game. It's it's a little difficult. I tried. Um, I got through a handful. You had to get through so many islands, and then you could take on the final mission. I tried the final mission, and I did a lot better than I thought I was going to. I didn't beat it. But, um, all right, I think I could take down this game if I just give it a little bit more time. But it's another game on the docket that wasn't necessarily planning on squeezing in uh, this year, but... It kind of just happened, so last night I started playing Sea of Stars. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. And um, so far, so so freaking good, man. I am very much so in love with the music of this game. The music is so good. So freaking good so far. Love the look of this game. I'm only a couple hours in. Only got through maybe the first boss and dungeon sort of situation. Got through the intro. And yeah, man, this... Um, I... Already, I wasn't. It didn't really need a sales pitch on this one. I was already sold on it when I heard about it. Just an old school 16-bit style classic RPG that just brings a lot of the elements from a lot of the classics that I love. The Final Fantasies, Chrono Trigger, even a little bit of 
Mario RPG mixed in there. So this is a this is a gem right here. I would highly recommend you check it out. Even though I'm only a couple hours in, I mean, it's on PS Plus. It's on Game Pass. I want it on Switch more than anything. I would love to play this game handheld, but no no point in me dropping 40 bones when I can, you know, I already got it available to me on Xbox and PlayStation. So, yeah, it's um it's a ton of fun. It's beautiful. The combat is quite awesome. If you like Mario RPG or Paper Mario, it's got the kind of the timing with it as well. So, that's that's been really good so far. So, yeah, really digging my time so far with Sea of Stars and I'm really hoping like that should probably be the last game that's going to get into contention for this year's XE Awards. I don't think I'm going to be able to squeeze in anything else. It's only about two weeks left until the end of the year. And I feel like those two weeks are going to be filled up with Sea of Stars and Hogwarts. Going to finish those off and that should be the cutoff for the XEs. So I'm not going to be starting up anything new or major if I do, it's it's not going to be in contention because there's no way I'm going to be able to beat anything major. And uh, yeah, so I'm pretty satisfied. I feel pretty good that I should be able to get Sea of Stars done by the end of the year. So there we go, everybody. Let's let's dive into the video game awards talk and let's see how all these video games did. Mm, 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 mm. Shout out to that orchestra. Oh, baby, I love me a good old big band. Lots of fuck. Get as many flutes in there as you can. I love that shit. So shout out to the orchestra of the video game awards. That shit was fantastic. So we will start out with the awards here. I'm skipping anything to do with esports or anything like that. Content creators already looked through all that. I don't know anything about any of that stuff so why waste my time on something i don't know a damn thing about so we'll start with the first award here most anticipated game recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward your nominees are final fantasy 7 rebirth hades 2 like a dragon infinite wealth star wars outlaws and tekken 8 the winner was Final Fantasy VII, and yeah, I would have to agree close second to Hades too. but I mean, without a doubt, Final Fantasy out of these games right here is the big one, man. That is, that's the big boy. It's going to be the next piece of the story, and yeah, man, I, I agree with this one. I am extremely excited to get my hands on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, as I imagine a lot of us are. I mean... You know, with the, with these other games here, like Like a Dragon, I am fairly new to the Yakuza series, and I haven't gotten to the Like a Dragon games. I heard they're good, but, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but these ones are, it seems like a little bit light compared to the year that we just had, where you probably have uh, the Legend of Zeldas and the Resident Evil 4s and your most anticipated. This one didn't seem like it would be all that close, and... You know, even me, I'm a huge Hades guy. Loved Hades. That was my game of the year when that game came out. If I was doing the X's, Hades would have won by a landslide that year. And I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake was, that was the year I played that game too. So it will be interesting to see. I'm, I'm very excited with Hades too, but I'm also a little bit nervous if they're going to be able to capture that magic again. But yeah, I'm very excited to see that one. 
Best Adaption of the Year, recognizing outstanding creative works that faithfully and authentically, authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. So we have Castlevania Nocturne, which I have on my list, have not watched it yet. Gran Turismo, no real intentions to watch that one. The Last of Us, I watched that. Fantastic. Super Mario Bros. Movie, really like that movie. Well done, well done movie. And Twisted Metal, heard some mixed opinions, but mostly good. And the winner was The Last of Us, as it should be. I think Castlevania would have maybe have been a second. Like I said, haven't seen it yet, but I've heard very good things, but... I think without a doubt, yes. The Last of Us had excellent casting. It was a very well done show. And yeah, man, I was not let down. I'm a big old Last of Us fan, obviously. And I was blown away with this show. It was very, very good. By far the best video game adaption into a TV show I've seen. I haven't seen them all. But yeah, without a doubt, Last of Us is well worth the winner of this one. We have Best Multiplayer. I think that's uh, pretty easy to uh, understand that one. Nominees, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party, Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Mario Bros. Wonder. Winner was Baldur's Gate 3. Now I'm a little bit, you know, I didn't hear really anybody talk about Baldur's Gate multiplayer. I didn't play it. I would have loved to, but it didn't happen. Uh, didn't get into Diablo 4, didn't play Party Animals, didn't play Party uh, Street Fighter 6, and I didn't get to Super Mario Bros. Wonder, so I don't really have much of an opinion on this one, so I'll go with Baldur's Gate 3 because I can only imagine how damn fun that game would be to play with with another player, like, god, I would love to play through this game with my sister or something, that would be amazing, but... I'm a little bit like is like no Call of Duties, no like there was there not any major games like that. I don't know, but Baldur's Gate Three is your winner. Interesting. Up next, we got best sports slash racing game. We got EA Sports FC Twenty Four F One Twenty Three Forza Motorsport, which is on my list. I did not get to that game this year. Hot Wheels Unleashed. Two turbocharged and the crew motorfest so didn't play any of these games this year i am familiar with the f1 series very very fun video game uh hot wheels i actually have it downloaded i wanted to play it with my wife we just haven't gotten to it yet and of course forza, forza motorsport is your winner now i've heard mixed feelings on this game even from the homie kyle he's a huge forza guy and he was just kind of like yeah you know it's all right um so I'll have to get into that one and see. But yeah, we see that, you know, FIFA is gone now. We got the FC24 now instead. No signs of NBA, NHL, which I think is absolutely fair because NHL was god-awful this year. And NBA has been in a fairly steady decline over the last few years, as sports games have as a whole. But at least there's some good racing games in here. So Forza Motorsport, there you go. Congrats. Best simulation slash, slash strategy game, game uh, best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. So, love me some, this is, I love this genre of video game, I love simulation, I love strategy games. And did I play any of these games? No, I did not. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, really want to play that. City Skylines, do you? Played the, uh, the first City Skylines. Wasn't huge on it. It was okay. Company of Heroes 3. Uh, 
I have played Company of Heroes 2 uh, just a little bit way too advanced for me. Honestly, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. But there you go. Company of Heroes 3 is out now. I feel like there should have been a lot more hype around that game. Like, the fucking Company of Heroes 2 came out a long time ago. So, you know, not, not a lot of hype around that one. A little bit disappointed. Same with Fire Emblem Engage. I didn't even really realize this came out. I loved the last Fire Emblem that came out. Three Houses, I think it was. Love that game. Played the shit out of it. And it looks very similar to that game, but people weren't in love with it. And then you got Pikmin 4. I played Pikmin 3. That was my first Pikmin game I ever played, and I loved it. So I'm all about Pikmin now. Definitely have Pikmin 4 on my radar, but I want to play the Pikmin 1 and 2 before I get into 4. But Pikmin 4 is your winner, and that would have been the one that I picked out of this uh, Pikmin 3 was way better than I expected. I really, really enjoyed it. And it seems like a lot of people enjoyed Pikmin 4. So that's really good. Glad to see that game won. It's a little bit unfortunate with like Advance Wars, how, you know, the release got pushed and doesn't sound like it sold very well. And we're probably not going to be seeing an Advance Wars 3 anytime soon, which is unfortunate. I haven't played the series yet and I was very much so looking forward to this game, but... Uh, that's an, I didn't buy it. Um, I was hoping for a, a price reduction. Hasn't happened yet. But if it does, I will buy it for sure. Up next, best family game. You got Disney Illusion, Illusion Island, which was hot as hell for like a week and then disappeared. Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Didn't play any of these ones either. Uh, but Super Mario Bros. Wonder is your winner. Sounds right to me. You know, that's a quality video game. I hear nothing but amazing things out of Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I want to get my hands on it at some point, but this year was so freaking stacked. And yeah, man, I just didn't have time to squeeze it in. Hopefully I can play it next year and see what all the hype is for Super Mario Bros. Wonder. It looks really good, though, I must say. Not huge on Mario. You know, if people have been listening to this podcast, you might know I'm not the biggest Mario guy, but I'm pretty excited to get my hands on this one. Up next, best fighting game. Oh, boy, I haven't liked fighting games in probably 20 years. They they drive me bananas, but best fighting game. We got God of Rock, no idea what that is. Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2, which probably probably would be the the one I'd have the most interest in trying out on, on this list right here. You got Pocket Bravery and Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 I have some interest in because it's uh it looks like it's kind of changing the formula. Excuse me a little bit with the fighting games. So I have a little bit of interest in Street Fighter 6. Like if I see it for 20 bucks or something, I would give it a shot. But as of right now, like though that that fighting scene, especially Street Fighters, people way too intense in that shit. I'm good. I don't want to get my ass kicked by a fucking seven-year-old kid and I- I'm good. Same goes with Mortal Kombat. I love the world of Mortal Kombat. I love the characters. I haven't played a Mortal Kombat since... Oh, fuck. Armageddon, maybe, on PS2? Like, yeah, man, I'm I'm just not a fighting game guy. But Street Fighter VI is your winner. I feel like it was basically down to Mortal Kombat 1 and Street Fighter VI. And I've heard better things about Street Fighter VI. I see more people uh, in the fighting game 
genre were a pretty in, impressed with this game right here unlike the last uh, you know the last street fighter 5 uh, kind of just came and went uh mortal kombat x was very very popular as all mortal kombats are very popular but there you go best fighting game street fighter 6 now we're getting into some of the big guns best rpg for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression including massively multiplayer experiences. Okie dokie. Your nominees, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Liza P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. So I have played all these games except for Final Fantasy 16, which is very, very high on my list. I am dying to play this game. My The homie Billy says, I, I would love this. It looks up my style. Like, I like the the... The formula of Final Fantasy, but this one, a little bit more action-y, more mature, definitely is uh, a lot more appealing to me. Just started Sea of Stars. Starfield, I'm surprised, is here, honestly. I didn't I didn't vibe with, CS, uh, with Starfield at all. I gave it 60 hours of my time and couldn't find the fun. Didn't find the fun. I know a lot of people out there found the fun. Good for you. I don't have time to spend 100 hours looking for the fun when Baldur's Gate was there from minute one with all the fun that I could handle. So that was the big problem with me and Starfield is the fact that I was playing Baldur's Gate at the same time. And Baldur's Gate blew Starfield out of the water in every single category. Not even close. And your winner, Baldur's Gate 3 fucking rights. Let's go. Next category. Best action slash adventure for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. We got Alan Wake 2, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor 2, and The Legend of Zelda 2. All the 2s, just kidding, not, not all the 2s. Resident Evil 4, Jedi Survivor, and Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Now, haven't played, oh boy, I haven't played that whole top row, not going to lie, but all those games are on my radar for sure. I actually own Jedi Survivor. It's probably going to be game number one, unless something bigger comes uh, to, to me from Santa Claus this Christmas, but Star Wars Jedi Survivor, definitely going to be playing that bitch as uh, very, very soon. Alan Wake has extremely piqued my interest, but I have to play Alan Wake 1 first, so uh, I will be waiting on Alan Wake 2. Resident Evil 4, of course, I am going to be playing that, but gotta wait. And Marvel's Spider-Man 2, of course, gotta play Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Just not enough time, but the winner is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So people might be, this This one definitely feels up for contention. I mean, Marvel Spider-Man, you know, really broke broke through that glass ceiling finally for Insomniac getting the really high scores that Insomniac have been waiting for and they got it. But, you know, Legend of Zelda, man, it's, uh, that's a tough one. So I would have to agree with this winner, but again, I didn't play the other one. So I think Marvel Spider-Man would be very close. I feel like Alan Wake might be a little bit of a reach for action adventure but you know I, I won't know until I get in there but I have heard some very very good things about Alan Wake too so congratulations Legend of Zelda up next we got best action game so action adventure action game what's the difference you ask well best action game for the best game in the action genre fake focus primarily on combat you got Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, really want to play that one too. Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 
2. Yeah, hmm. I did play Hi-Fi Rush. Really enjoyed Hi-Fi Rush, though. It definitely kind of trailed off. Like, uh, it's still a very, very good video game. Don't get me wrong. It's just the beginning had me, like, so excited. And then it kind of, it just didn't really reach the heights of the opening of the game. It, that's basically where I'll leave it at that. I'm pretty sure I have a full episode talking about Hi-Fi Rush. You can go back and find that one. But your winner is Armored Core Six Fires of Rubicon. And it makes sense to me. This Remnant 2 has my eyebrow raised. I've looked into this game. Looks interesting. Dead Island 2. I played the original Dead Island. Didn't didn't vibe with it very much. Uh, picked it up, put it down pretty quickly. I uh, heard Dead Island 2 has some decent things about it, but Armored Core sounds like the right winner to me. That looks like a very, very fun, uh, pretty deep action game. I cannot wait to get my hands on it and try it out for myself, but there you go. Best action game. We got best VR AR experience. I This is going to be completely out of it for me, but you got Gran Turismo 7, Horizon called Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Synapsis. Don't know about much of any of this. Gran Turismo 7, I will admit, that's the kind of thing that I'd be interested in a little bit. If I was to have a VR, I'd, I'd really like to try and get a, a driving setup. That would be primo. But your winner is Resident Evil VR Village VR. And honestly, that would have been the one that I would have picked go to be the winner going into this. Because I just think having Resident Evil playable in VR is just award-worthy in itself and it works and apparently it's really good and a completely different terrifying experience and Resident Evil Village not the scariest Resident Evil in the franchise but a scary enough game and I can only imagine how terrifying it would be in VR. I have heard good things about Horizon Call the Mountain but you know nothing more than like it's great it's not a system seller it's not you have to go out and buy vr for this thing and that's kind of the problem with vr there's not really that many of those experiences like i know there's that half-life alex but it's not long enough or a, a returnable experience in my opinion that i would want to drop so much money on a vr i'm waiting patiently for vr to come a little bit further and get a little bit cheaper but i i, I appreciate what they're doing especially with the resident evil games very impressive Next up, we have Best Mobile Game. I don't play mobile games, so Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Don't know anything about any of these games. Your winner is Honkai Star Rail. Congratulations. No love for Hello Kitty. Come on, y'all. Best Debut Indie Game. So, we have interesting okay so your win uh we got cocoon we got dredge we have pizza tower venba and viewfinder so cocoon is the only one that i played on this list it is the winner and honestly the only other game that i've heard of on this list is venba i actually looked at that one it was on playstation i i have it on the list and hoping to get to it at some point sounds rather interesting it's a game about cooking i believe but uh yeah i mean i like little indie games that have interesting little 
things that you wouldn't see a AAA game make a whole thing out of, like cooking, uh, cultural cooking. Yeah, right. That's indie game stuff. But Vemba, I, uh, I definitely have some interest in, but Cocoon was awesome. Cocoon was a fantastic game. A uh, real thinker. Like, I, I definitely got stumped on some of these puzzles. The the lack of hand-holding was very, very refreshing. Very much so appreciated. Just pure mystery and immersion and just very, very cool video game. It's short and sweet. I would recommend it to anybody. I mean, if you... Yeah, it's a, it's a short experience. Probably a couple sit-downs and you'll get through it. And you'll feel smarter at the end. Cocoon, fantastic little video game. Up next, best independent video game. This is always a fun one. So we have Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Your winner is Sea of Stars, which makes me rather happy. I'm playing through it right now, so this is good. Uh, I've heard a lot about Dave the Diver. I know there's a lot of people pissed off that this game was even nominated because it's fucking backed by a really big company with a ton of money regardless i've heard nothing but great things about dave the diver i have it on my list i want it desperately but uh, i will get to it at some point and i guess i'm gonna have to look into this dredge and i'm gonna have to look into the viewfinder i have not heard of either of these games honestly so gonna have to look into that but cs stars the winner congratulations on that that's awesome uh, the, the homies from the Optional Boss podcast have been talking about this game for a long time. They actually backed this game on Patreon or wherever you would back it. And they have their names in the credits. And there's even a, a graveyard where one of them have their names in it. So that's very cool. Happy this game came out and it got the praise and it's getting awarded. And rightfully so. I've, I'm only a handful of hours in, but I already see and understand the appeal of this game. Very, very good. Up next, best community support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. Got Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 15, and No Man's Sky. Um, The winner is Baldur's Gate 3. Now, um, I'm a little bit hazy on these, but I'm, I'm, I'm aware that Baldur's Gate was, you know, uh, what do you call it? An in-development game. You, you were able, uh, early access. People were playing it and were already aware of this game. So I guess that's why it wins, because it finally came out as a full game and an incredible experience. But I, I imagine there's probably some people upset with this, uh, with Baldur's Gate winning. Uh, I honestly can't say I, I i'm very impressed with what cyberpunk 2077 has been able to do uh the beginning of the the launch of cyberpunk was an absolute disaster but look at it now completely turned it around released a really good dlc from what i've heard i i try to get back into cyberpunk it just wasn't happening so i'm probably not going to end up playing it but yeah man and destiny 2 have never tried it final fantasy 15 i don't really know what the hell they've been doing but cool or or is that 14? Maybe that's 14. 1V? Yeah, that's a 14, dog. I'm an idiot. So cool with that. And No Man's Sky. Obviously, I think they won it last year, but they've done a spectacular job uh, considering uh, the, the pretty underwhelming release of No Man's Sky. It's a pretty good sounding game. Uh, nowadays, I, I still have a ton of interest in that game. I just I don't know if it's like too late to try and get into it now, but uh, I guess not. They're still supporting it, so it seems like good time to get into it at some point. But Baldur's Gate 3, your winner. Up next, what do we got next? We got best ongoing, 
awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player's experience over time. Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. So, you know, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, Apex Legends, not for me. Wouldn't I wouldn't play that kind of stuff. Not, not nothing wrong if you do. It's just not my kind of thing anymore. But Cyberpunk 2077 is your winner, and I would imagine that would be with the ongoing DLC that released this year to a lot of praise. So, congratulations to Cyberpunk. Uh, I imagine they would have loved to win some awards the year that it came out, but you know how that goes. Up next, Games for Impact. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. We have A Space for the Unbound, Chance for Sonar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, Chia, Terra, Nil, and Venba. Their winner is Chia, which is another game that I have on my list. It released on the PlayStation Plus, and I was like, oh, cool, a new game looks interesting. I can't say that I know very much about any of these games other than Venba, and I have heard a lot about Goodbye Volcano High, so I'm very interested in that game as well. But your winner is Chia, so if you played that game, let me know. Did you like it? Up next, we have innovation in accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward for adding or by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoy enjoyed by an even wider audience. Now, this makes me so happy that this is something that's getting awarded now and people are really, really, really doing a spectacular job at making their games playable for everybody. And I mean everybody. And now not everybody is doing it, but the, the these games right here that are doing it, well done. So Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. Your winner is Forza Motorsport. Now, I haven't played this one, but I did play last year's or the last Forza game, and there's definitely a lot of accessibility options in those games. So, doesn't surprise me that it won. I also want to shout out Hi-Fi Rush. I did play that game, and the options in there were really good for, like, colorblind, and I I think there was stuff for if you were deaf or anything, because it is a music video game. So, very well done. I respect everything that all six of these video games have done for that community. Well done. Up next, we have Best Performance, awarded to an individual for for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. We have Ben Starr, Final Fantasy XVI. Cameron Monaghan, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, love that guy. Isbis, or uh, Idris Elba, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Melanie Liburd, Alan Wake 2. Neil Newborn, Newborn, Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lowenthal, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Your winner is Neil Newborn of Baldur's Gate 3. And yes, I mean, I've been hearing all about Ben Starr all year long, been hearing about Idris Elba and Cyberpunk all year long, but it has to be anyone. Anyway, you can pick anybody from Baldur's Gate 3. They should have been your winner. I believe Neil is the Asterion voice actor. I could be wrong, but fucking 
Mm, well done. Absolutely well done. Now, I cannot wait to hear what Ben Starr has, has been offering up in Final Fantasy 16. I've heard a million things about this, and I cannot wait to experience Ben Starr. Up next, best audio design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. We have Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Your winner is Hi-Fi Rush, and hey, that's awesome, man. Like, honestly, seeing Dead Space here, Alan Wake, and even Resident Evil 4, and Hi-Fi Rush beating out those, that is very impressive, man. That is very, very impressive. I I don't, me personally, now, this, that's the only game that I played on this list right here, is Hi-Fi Rush, and yes, the music is excellent. I love the music in it, but... Um, I, I would have, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think something like Dead Space, even Alan Wake 2, I haven't played it. I've played the original Dead Space, and the sound design in Dead Space is maybe the best thing about those games. It's just so fucking good at scaring the hell out of you, at barely doing anything. But nice that Hi Fi Rush one. It's a very good video game, and I don't want anyone to forget about it. So I'm very happy to see that it's got some awards here to show for itself. Up next. Best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. We got Alan Wake 2, uh, composer Petri Alenko, Baldur's Gate 3, composer Borislav Slavov, Final Fantasy 16, composer Masayoshi Soiken. Sorry if I'm fucking up these names, probably am. Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, whew, that's, a, that's a good one. Shh. Sh- uh. Kabori, there you go, and final, or oops, sorry, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by the Nintendo Sound Team. Your winner, Final Fantasy 16. That is awesome. Now, Baldur's Gate 3 blew my dick in the water with their music. Excellent, amazing, epic score right there for sure. Legend of Zelda, absolutely. You're never going to go wrong with a Legend of Zelda. Always got the great music in there but i have heard great things about final fantasy they've <laughs> legendary music in the final fantasy series so not really surprised to see that final fantasy 16 takes this award congratulations up next best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation alan wake 2 hi-fi rush lies of p Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Your winner is Alan Wake 2. So I've heard many, many things about the art direction for this game. Now, I can't say anything about that. So I think Liza P would be probably the lowest one on my list here. It borrows a lot from from Bloodborne, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, they nailed it. They nailed a fantastic art style for that game. But you gotta, like, I really gotta shout out games like Tears of the Kingdom and Mario Bros. Wonder for what they are doing on the hardware that they're doing it on. Me, personally, I would be giving it to a game like like Tears of the Kingdom, but, I mean, it's, it's an achievement, man. Like, it's nothing short of a technical marvel, what Tears of the Kingdom is doing on the Switch. I haven't seen Mario Bros. Wonder in action yet, but... For me, my winner would be Legend of Zelda because that game is just should not exist on the Switch right now, but it does. And yeah, maybe it doesn't win because it didn't run perfectly at all times, but 
Yeah, I'm going to have to see for myself whenever I get to Alan Wake 2, but congratulations on that. Up next, we have Best Narrative for Outstanding Storytelling and Narrative Development in a Game, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, and Marvel's Spider-Man. Your winner is Alan Wake 2. I'm shocked. I'm a little bit shocked. I really got to get my hands on this Alan Wake and see what the fuck is going on. But um, me, it's Baldur's Gate in a landslide. That's really the only story that I experienced. Well, it is the only story that I experienced on this list, but not a huge story guy. But the way that Baldur's Gate did it and the fact that they did it in an RPG setting on such a massive scale and they were able to keep me engaged in the storyline throughout the whole entirety of the game is nothing short of incredible to me. But I again, I've heard so many good things about Alan Wake 2. Can't wait to play it. But congratulations to Alan Wake 2, man. Like Before this game even came out, people were talking about this could be a, a sleeper game of the year. And I'm like, what? Really? And here we are. Alan Wake has taken a lot of awards. Now, that might be recency bias because it did come out very late, but uh, it is what it is. Alan Wake 2 wins Best Narrative. Best Game Direction, awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Alan Wake 2 wins another award again. Just got to check this son of a bitch out. My vote would be going to Baldur's Gate because I just love the... Just, I couldn't wait for the next thing to happen and I was always looking forward to it. It's the only one that I experienced aside from Legend of Zelda and the direction. I don't really know what they mean by that with... It's an open world game, Legend of Zelda. I, I don't really know. But there you go. Alan Wake 2 wins another one. Well done. And finally, we get to the last award, everybody. We are here. It is the game of the year. So your nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm, I'm, for the most part, very fine with these six nominees. I'm a little bit, you know, with the Resident Evil 4, it's a remake. Now, I understand that they did all this stuff to make it a whole new experience, but, and I haven't played it, though I have experienced the first couple hours of the game. It was very, very similar to Resident Evil 4, not the exact same. So, me personally, I, I know and I respect what Resident Evil 4 did. It wouldn't be in my game of the year just because of the remake thing. I think that should be in a whole different category uh, because there are so many fucking remakes now. I think it could just be in its own category. And remakes, remasters, all that should should be out of this. It should be for something brand new. And I know Resident Evil 4 did a lot of new shit, but it's just... It doesn't matter because it didn't win. Your winner is Baldur's Gate 3, and oh buddy, I did a little celebratory lap around the house with this one, um, honestly, um, when it came out, Baldur's Gate, I, I, at the point, you know, I've, I think I was already done, Tears of the Kingdom, and I felt very confident that no one was going to be knocking off The Legend of Zelda this year, and then Baldur's Gate 3 came in, I played it, and I was like, hold up, wait a minute, we might have a situation right here, and 
The video game awards think that Baldur's Gate 3 is the game of the year, and I'm not upset about it, man. I don't think anyone should be upset. I think we all win. Look at these games. Look how many fucking great games came out this year. This is insane. So I'm very happy to see something a little bit different, maybe a little bit more niche uh, winning it this year, but... And also, I, I got a shout out, man. Poor Marvel Spider-Man 2. You know, they didn't win anything. They got a ton of nominations, but didn't grab any awards. Doesn't mean that is a bad video game or anything like that. It's just, in such an insane year, like if Marvel Spider-Man came out last year or next year, things would probably be a lot different for Spider-Man 2, but the competition was so, so immensely strong this year, so... Yeah, I'm I'm completely satisfied with Baldur's Gate 3 winning. Very, so much work went into that game. I can't even fathom. I mean, all, a ton of work went into all these games. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. But what do y'all think? What is, what is your game of the year? Is it one of these six? Is it none of these six? Was it a completely different video game for you? As it could be with me. Because when it comes to my video game awards, it doesn't come down to what games came out in 2023. It's... It's for any and all video games that I played in the year. It could be from any year. It doesn't matter. If it's a, my game of the year in 2023 is from 2005, that's the way she goes. But there's only one way to find out, and that will be when I do my own Xyz Awards, which will be very short. We're only a few weeks away from the end of the year and the end of Season 2 for the GX Plus cast, so that is going to be a lot of fun. Now, in terms of the stuff that was announced at the Game Awards, I, I will admit that I'm, I'm not a huge announcements, or I don't really get into all that stuff nowadays. I, I got too much on the backlog to try and worry about what's coming out in, in the future, in the far future. I generally just don't care about this stuff very much. I went through all the announcements. There wasn't really anything that seriously blew me away or anything. I know a lot of things look great, but... I'm at the point now where I've gone through so many things getting shown off and then it comes out broken or not what they've shown off. So I am pretty numb to these announcements. But uh, let me know, what was your favorite announcements? I know they got some Mon Monster Hunter stuff. Hideo Kojima announces things. They got some free DLCs coming up. Marvel's Blade is in development. Like they're going with Blade? Okay, I mean that could be a lot of fun. Sega is finally remembering that they have other franchises that isn't Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, apparently, they're going to be bringing back Jet Set Radio, some crazy taxis. So that that's nice to hear. Finally, something that's not a fucking Sonic game. Uh, no Man's Sky developers show off a new game. Hopefully, it comes out ready this time. You got some Final Fantasy 16 DLC. Rise of the Ronin gets a March 2024 release date. Uh, that game could be pretty fucking good. I definitely have my eye on that one. And this is funny. Skull and Bones finally gets a date, uh, a release date. So, uh, you know, I don't think Xbox, you can't hide from this one. You're going to be releasing this game whether you like it or not. You can't just keep pushing it back and it's not going to get any better. So just release the broken, terrible game and get it over with. Uh, yeah, not really a whole bunch. There's some Dragon Ball Z stuff. Uh, the Ori developers, they're, uh, uh, announced a new game called No Rest for the Wicked. Hopefully it's awesome. I mean, I, I played a little bit of the Ori games. They, they didn't grab me right away. Uh, just probably wasn't in the mood for it. Bioware veterans reveal a new RPG. So please, for the love of God, release something that is good. It's called Exodus 
probably not going to be called Exodus forever. Uh, yeah, man, so let me know if there was any big announcements. Uh, nothing's really tickling my pickle. I have still so many games that came out this year and fucking all these years prior that I can't even really worry about what's not out yet. So, But if there is something out there that did tickle your pickle, let me know. What's, what's the game that tickled your pickle the most? What video game award are you the most happy one what game were you cheering for who got snubbed i think it's fair to say that probably marvel spider-man uh got some snubs out there maybe even legend of zelda some people would i would imagine especially fans like the diehard nintendo fans are probably going nuts especially people that didn't play Baldur's gate and have no idea but i played them both so you're, you're going to have to find out at my video game award show what game is going to reign supreme for my year, but that will just have to wait for a couple more weeks, okay? So that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening and or watching. You are awesome. If you want to be even more awesome, hit that like button, review the podcast, follow along, do all that great stuff, spread the word, and yeah, you will be a superstar and all that great stuff. You want to watch it on YouTube? All of these episodes get uploaded on the Gamer GX Videos YouTube channel. You can go over there, subscribe. You want to drop a comment on the video? That would be awesome. And if you want to drop a question, that'd be even more awesome. I would love to answer your questions on the podcast live. That would be a ton of fun. Send in your questions on video games, wrestling, hockey, or about the podcast, whatever. Send them on in. That would be a lot of fun. And I did want to do a... Uh, It was going to be the top 10 slash top 12 game-changing games, but I think I'm going to end up canceling that one because I'm looking through the list, and it's pretty much all games that I've discussed in length on this podcast already, and I didn't want to pull out like a Simpsons clip show type of situation, kind of rehashing old things, so I'm going to put a put that one on the back burner for now we'll just kind of forget about that one so i'll come up with a better list of a different topic no problem but i was looking through it and i just wasn't wasn't up to par for me i didn't want to talk about all of the same stuff that i've already talked about so there's that uh, i still want to do legend of zelda ocarina of time and of course the xes hogwarts and i'm planning also to do a sea of stars review in the future as well so if you want to stick around for all that you know what to do. Follow along. Just just hang out. There's a Twitter page if you want to do that as well. And of course, we will be back again soon with some more GX Plus Games. <laughs>